Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people sing you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. This is the Wikipedia page for Little Jack Horner. Welcome to Wiki Listen, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I am Victor Vernado, KSN. And I am Rachel Teichman, LMSW 3.14159. That was pi. I get it, Rachel. Because it's yep. pi day today, and we're reading Little Jack Horner, a nursery rhyme that you never even knew about. Never knew about until we recorded this the first time. Yes, and then we have to re-record it because we screwed it up. Hi, everybody. We screw up sometimes. Let's get started. Little Jack Horner. Little Jack Horner is a popular English nursery rhyme with the Roud Folk Song Index number 13027. First mentioned in the 18th century, it was early associated with acts of opportunism, particularly in politics. Moralists also rewrote and expanded the poem so as to counter its celebration of greediness. The name of Jack Horner also came to be applied to a completely different and older poem on a folkloric theme, and in the 19th century, it was claimed that the rhyme was originally composed in satirical reference to the dishonest actions of Thomas Horner in the Tudor period. Lyrics and Melody The song's most common lyrics are Little Jack Horner sat in the corner eating his Christmas pie. He put in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, What a good boy am I! It was first documented in full in the nursery rhyme collection Mother Goose's Melody or Sonnets for the Cradle, which may date from 1765, although the earliest surviving English edition is from 1791. 
The melody commonly associated with the rhyme was first recorded by the composer and nursery rhyme collector James William Elliott in his National Nursery Rhymes and Nursery Songs, 1870. Origin and Meaning The earliest reference to the well-known verse is in Namby Pamby, a satire by Henry Carey, published in 1725, in which he himself italicized lines dependent on the original. Here it is, everybody. Now he sings of Jackie Horner sitting in the chimney corner, eating of a Christmas pie, putting in his thumb, oh fie, putting in, oh fie, his thumb, pulling out, oh strange, a plum. What does, oh fie, mean? Uh, fie kind of means like, it, it's, it's like an exclamation. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, this occurrence has been taken to suggest that the rhyme was well known by the early 18th century. Carrie's poem ridicules fellow writer Ambrose Phillips, who had written infantile poems for the young children of his aristocratic patrons. Although several other nursery rhymes are mentioned in his poem, the one about Little Jack Horner has been associated with acts of opportunism ever since. Just six years later, it figured in another satirical work, Henry Fielding's The Grub Street Opera, 1731. That had the Prime Minister Robert Walpole as its target, and ended with all the characters processing off the stage to the music of Little Jack Horner. The political theme was later taken up by Samuel Bishop, one of whose epigrams described the civil service bureaucracy and inquires, What are they but Jack Horner's? Who snug in their corners cut freely the public pie, till each with his thumb has squeezed out a round plum. Then he cries, what a great man am I. Soon after, Thomas Love Peacock took up the theme in his satirical novel, Melancourt, 1817. There, five go-getting characters contribute to a song describing how they misuse their trades to fleece the public. It begins with the recitative, Jack Horner's Christmas Pie, My Learned Nurse, interpreted to mean the public purse. From thence a plum he drew, O happy Horner, who would not be ensconced in thy snug corner? Each in turn then describes the nature of his sharp practice in his particular profession, followed by the general chorus, and we'll all have a finger, a finger, a finger, we'll all have a finger in the Christmas pie. A finger. A finger, a finger. Hmm, sure. A finger. Adeline Dutton Train Whitney likewise applied the nursery rhyme to opportunism in American society in Mother Goose for Grown Folks, a Christmas reading, New York, 1860. The privileged little boy grows up to become John Esquire and goes in search of richer plums, where he is joined in his quest by female horners. John Bellenden Kergaller charged the medieval legal profession with similar interested motives in his essay on the archaeology of popular English phrases and nursery rhymes, Southampton, 1834, claiming to trace back the rhyme of Little Jack Horner to its low Saxon origin, he then translates the social criticism he discovers there and adds an anti-clerical commentary of his own. 
Such social criticism was reapplied in earnest to the 20th century in an anti-authoritarian lyric from Dambert Novikon's The Unfairy Tale, 1985. The schoolboy Jack Horner is put in the corner for resisting the racist and self-regarding interpretation of history given by his teacher. But eventually, the children rise up to defend him. But when the head walked in, the children made such a din. They said, Jack, get up. You got to get out. Don't let them push you about. You know they'll keep you in that corner till you're dead. Jack, get out. Don't sell out. Don't compromise with Christmas pies. Keep shouting back. You tell them, Jack, don't swallow none of their crap. Falling Jack Horners everywhere. Don't bend to authority, which doesn't care. You know they'll keep you in the corner till you're dead. <laughs> what does that mean? What a good boy am I. Jack Horner's opportunism made him a target for adult moralists from the start. At a basic level, the nursery rhyme's hearty celebration of appetite seems an endorsement of greediness. It was not long, therefore, before educators of the young began to rewrite the poem in order to recommend an alternative attitude. In the renowned history of Little Jack Horner dating from the 1820s, generous Jack gives his pie to a poor woman on his way to school and is rewarded with a newly baked pie on his return home. The poem concludes by reversing the picture presented in the original rhyme. Here we go, everybody. Now let every good boy with a sweet meat or toy not slyly sneak into a corner, but two playmates repair and give them a share. What terrible kindergarten school teacher rewrote the poem this way. Awful. I you don't should. know, but it teaches me that sharing is caring. The poem was republished later with different illustrations as the amusing history of Little Jack Horner, 1830 through 1832, and again with different illustrations as Park's amusing history of Little Jack Horner, 1840. And in America, the same recommendation to share with friends was made by Fanny E. Lacey in the first of the expanded juvenile songs of her composition. Yet another collection of rewritten rhymes published in 1830 features a Jack Horner who is unable even to spell the word pie, spelled P-Y-E, in the original version. After such an onslaught, it is something of a reformed Jack Horner harnessed to educational aims who appears on Staffordshire Pottery's ABC plates of the 1870s and 1880s, as well as on a Minton's tile for the nursery, where the feasting Jack is accompanied by a parental figure carrying keys. There was an educational aim in the card games where Jack Horner figured too in the American version originating with the McLaughlin brothers in 1888. The object was to collect suits in the form of four different varieties of plum in their respective pies. In De La Rue's Little Jack Horner Snap 1890, 13 different nursery rhymes from the suits to be collected. Wiki listeners, I want you to send me four different varieties of plum. <laughs> Wiki listeners is going to be just you constantly asking people to send you things? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Humor. Jack Horner's adventures with his pie have frequently been referenced in humorous and political cartoons on three continents. In an 1862 issue of Punch, Abraham Lincoln pulls the captured New Orleans out of his pie. 
And in the following century, a copy of the Tacoma Times pictured a Japanese jack pulling a battleship from the Russian pie during the Russo-Japanese War. In other contexts, the rhyme was applied to Australian politics in the Melbourne Punch, to a Canadian railway scandal, to income tax relief in Ireland, and to David Lloyd George's use of his party political fund. Other humorous uses of the nursery rhyme include a comic variation in Guy Wetmore Carroll's Mother Goose for Grown-Ups, New York, 1900, in which Jack breaks his tooth on a plumstone, and one of Lee G. Kratz's humorous quartets for men's voices, Boston, 1905, in which the pie is stolen by a cat. (laughs) Alternative Histories In the chapbook, The History of Jack Horner containing the witty pranks he played from his youth to his riper years, being pleasant for winter evenings mid-18th century, there is a summarized version of the nursery rhyme which Jack himself is said to have composed. However, it has been observed that the story is based on the much earlier Tudor tale of the friar and the boy and that this insertion is merely to justify the use of Jack Horner's name. The book's main purpose is to follow its hero's career after he has left childhood behind. In the 19th century, a story began to gain currency that the rhyme is actually about Thomas Horner, who was steward to Richard Whiting, the last abbot of Glastonbury, before the dissolution of the monasteries under Henry VIII of England. It is asserted that prior to the Abbey's destruction, the abbot sent Horner to London with a huge Christmas pie, which had the deeds to a dozen manors hidden within it as a gift to try to convince the king not to nationalize church lands. During the journey, Horner opened the pie and extracted the deeds of the manor of Mells in Somerset, which he kept for himself. It is further suggested that since the manor properties included lead mines in the Mendip Hills, The plum is a pun on the Latin plumbum for lead. While records do indicate that Thomas Horner became the owner of the manor, subsequent owners of Mel's Manor have asserted that the legend is untrue and that Wells purchased the deed from the Abbey. Little Jack Horner, what a wild ride you've been. And happy pie day to everybody. If you got a pie, please stick your plum in it. In fact, just find random pies. They don't even have to be yours. Just go for it, everybody. Go for it. This has been the Wikipedia page for Little Jack Horner. If you'd like to suggest a Wikipedia page for us to read, please let us know. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is wiki underscore listen. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.